Support for Great Minds is provided by The Wine Store, located at 1200 Central Avenue in Naples. The Wine Store offers a unique selection of wines from small production, artisan, and family-owned wineries. Their in-store wine education center hosts classes for the novice and connoisseur alike. Details are at thewinestorenaples.com. And welcome to a quarantined version of Great Minds, a wine podcast. It took a bit of a break for a while there as we adjusted to moving all our work operations from the studio to our respective homes. And now we're back in the studio yes. wearing our masks mm-hmm. like good, responsible little citizens. I'm Julie Glenn. Stay on your side of the table. I am. I'm Gina Birch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that we've all kind of adjusted to being at home and when Wine 30 was pretty much all day long, we've been trying to throw some work in the mix and um, I've done a lot of virtual happy hours and I'm still doing them. How about you, You've Julie? done virtual guided tastings. Oh, you know, and th- a lot of those have been really fun and interesting. You know, I was with um, the folks from Chateau Lafitte, the Rothschild, Saskia. Uh, Saskia. I don't know if I've yeah. heard of that. Sasakaya? No, no, no. no. Her, the, her, she's the one. Saskia. Who, oh, yeah, Saskia. 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 Yeah. Thank you. I can never pronounce it right. So fun. We had a great time. and She's um, awesome. Yeah. And, you know, you think about when you have the opportunity to see these people on Zoom or whatever platform you're using. Um, I don't know when I would ever get to see her in the States. Yeah. But I got to see there and, and type in questions. What the background and, look like? What was in her background? Um, actually, oh, I know, right? That's been the most fun part. <laughs> I think she was just in her studio or, I mean, her studio, her study or, uh, yeah, I couldn't really see a lot. She was very smart. She she hit a bunch of have stuff. Have you adjusted your background? Oh, uh, you know, I've tried. And then I was on, I was out on my lanai and I had some guy in Oregon. I was doing something and he said, oh, I see a bike behind you. That's cool. Because yeah, I'm incredibly active. And I'm like, oh. It's my neighbors. <laughs> like, don't look at the tires. They're flat and the chain's rusted. <laughs> awesome. Oh, okay. oh, good times. Yeah. I changed my background a little bit, but my lighting is still awful. I just can't seem to perfect that. Well, I had a ring light and it broke. Wow. Oh, and good. now everyone's rushing to buy them all on, you know, all, this, all the websites. So just buy another ring light. They're... A friend of mine had a ring light that you clip onto your cell phone. Yes. That's, what, that's the one I had. Oh, that's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, I traveled with it and... Didn't come back in one piece. I'm going to have to borrow. Yeah, traveling kind of does a number on things. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're talking about uh, virtual tastings and everybody being on uh, a computer camera, you know, Mm -hmm. while trying wine. Have you done virtual happy hours yet? I have. I've done a couple of birthday happy hours. I've done um, just, I I have a friend in France. I have a friend in uh, Tampa and I've got a friend in New York and we all got together and did a virtual. And, And what was cool about that was, you know, with the, with the time change at six o'clock or whatever, she would go out in the bang pots on the lanai uh-huh. or on her balcony and would kind of take us out there with her. And it was super cool. Uh, my friend, yeah. we were um, on the phone. I was on with some of my old friends from college, my best mm-hmm. friends. They we were we all happened to just be around, and then we just were Facebook messaging each other, and it was just like boom, we're all on camera yeah. with our phones. And my friend Tim over in Los Angeles, he's like, "Oh, everybody's going out to cheer for the healthcare workers." I'm like, "Oh my god, it's so cool! Let us hear. Go out." <laughs> so we went outside and let us hear. It was, it was really great. I just, I love, there, there are certain little moments of unity during all this that I've just really been enjoying. However, what I do not like mm-hmm. is being on camera when taking a swig of wine. I just oh. feel like a complete booze hound. Well, and you know. I'm I, very self-conscious. Well, I'm self-conscious a little bit too about the background, like you said, and how you look and the lighting. Um, but you don't know what their screen looks like. Like I put my screen so everyone's really small and we're all the same, but. 
uh, if if you're full screen and you're tipping your head back and you see up your nose. And here's my giblet. Or I'm reaching, (laughs) I keep reaching across to pour more wine and no one else has reached to refill their glass. I'm like, God, I got to reposition this bottle in this glass to be over to the right where I can just do a cheesy smile and pour and nobody knows. It's like you're doing a pinwheel maneuver to get the bottle over to your glass. (laughs) Totally. Hey, no, I'm just refilling right now. Uh, Don't mind me. But there's one guy who is 100% not self-conscious. Oh, I know who you're talking about. He is having the best time. Mm-hmm. And if there is a virtual happy hour to attend, it is his. It is John Charles Boisset. He is in Napa. Mm-hmm. He is hilarious. You cannot be in a bad mood watching this guy. Oh, my gosh. He's like on another planet because he's just so happy. So he also has the Boisset collection, which includes wineries from, from both the U.S. and France. He's He bought the famous, uh, famous Oakville Grocer. He's got a boutique. He's got a fragrance line. I mean, he's really invested. He's got these Swarovski crystal yes. jewelry that are like little pins, bro- brooches. <laughs> he's bringing back the brooch single-handedly. He is. He is. His shoes. There was Madeleine Albright, and now there's John Charles Bosse <laughs> for the brooch. I love his shoes and his jackets, and I think we took a shoe picture with him at the Naples Winter Wine Fest because we all had different shoes on, and yeah. his were very awesome. fancy. They were like a tapestry <laughs> floral, yes. and they were, and they went with his jacket. They did. You know, and I love his happy hours because he will just like pop bottles of champagne. And you know how you're supposed to do it as a whisper? Like a little kiss, they say. No, he will shoot that damn cork across the room and he will like aim it at the models. He's like, oh, look, I'm going to get it. (laughs) And it goes across and... And then he brings in his gorgeous family, and and he goes into the grocery store and he's like, what's for dinner? He's so... (laughs) I just... I mean, and I showed it to my husband. My husband was like, do you think he's really like them? I was like, oh, yes, he is. Yeah, we, because we got to meet him. Mm-hmm. We were at the Naples Winter Wine Festival last January, and we've been hanging on to this uh, interview because so many different things have been coming up, and we haven't had a chance to get it out there. But this seems like the right time to mm-hmm. talk about this guy and the joy that he brings to the world with his virtual happy hours. Amen, sister. Oh, and he has the best musical taste, too. Have you, like, listened to the music that he'll yes, put on? Yeah. He's, and he comes dancing in the screen. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is so great. <laughs> so let's take a listen to that conversation so you can get to know John Charles Bosset the way we got to know him back in January of this year. You started in Dijon. We oui. As a wee small baby. As a very small baby. <laughs> You're going that far back? But I started even better in the town of Rougeau. Mm-hmm. So I was, yes, born in Dijon, but really raised in Vougeot, you know, born in Dijon because at the clinic, there's no mm-hmm. clinic in Vougeot because it's 167 inhabitants. <laughs> so I was very lucky to be born there. I was born literally in the Grand Cru of Vougeot. Oh. And my background has always been, you know, grapes as a garden and Mother Nature as my best friends. Mm. So, you know, I was born in 1969, Summer of Love, <laughs> and I was born in a house which is very unique because my parents started to make wine in the living room. So my sister and I, since birth, had the pleasure to make wine. You know, part of the furniture was really the barrels, Mm. and part of the garden was the vineyards. So I had, as a playground, the vineyards, in the house, playing hide-and-seek, behind vats and barrels, and really having a life which is very cool because in a small town, in the 70s specifically, we didn't have an arm system, we didn't have keys. You know, I've never seen my parents locking the house. Mm. You would leave, the neighbors would know that you left, and people would look after you and would know you. So I knew everybody in the village from every type of business, from the baker to 
uh, everything that people do. And it's really born in an environment that was really what you see in movies. Right. You know, you know everyone, everybody knows each other. It's a very friendly environment. And I went to the little school at five years old in the village of Vougeot. Mm -hmm. You go to church in Vaughan Romanée, mm -hmm. which is actually the church adjacent to Romanée Conti. Mm -hmm. And that's your life. You know, mm -hmm. it's a very unique environment that even today does not exist anymore because obviously times have changed 40 Can't years later. Can't go backwards, right? No. So it was almost a given that you were going to do something in the wine industry. It was really a given in a sense that uh, I was raised with the respect of Mother Nature, with the respect of the land, so gardening, taking care of the orchard, and more specifically, and you may find it strange, taking care of the compost. Why the compost? Very important. Pesticides, herbicides were not used in anything my mother or grandmother did. So I was taking care of the garden with them and putting the compost on the roses, uh, doing tea preparation like chamomile and verven, and taking care with my grandmother of the beehives. Mm. You know, so it was a given that I was going to be very close to Mother Nature. It was a given, I believe, that whatever I would do in the vineyards would have to be with organic and biodynamic farming. Because my grandmother was very aligned with that. She was doing pendulum sourcing mm. and pendulum energy. So I was very, very close to telluric energy and cosmic energy right. and linking the two. And why this is even more important than farming, it takes you a deep understanding of all the galaxies around us, all the alignments, and takes you into a world that you understand that there's just more than what you see. And there's the unseen. And that was given that I was going to be, you know, granted that gift of understanding sources, water flow, energy within people, and energy within places, and linking that energy to whatever I do. It happens to be wine and jewelry and obviously fragrance, but it could be anything as long as you understand the space you're in. Right. And that's really... I believe the gift my sister and I were granted very early on mm -hmm. as uh, a sense of place. So when you're talking about this as the origin story, and then we go to Napa. Yes. Which <laughs> you've kind of taken, you know? taken over now, or, or you're a huge presence in Napa. Well, right? you're very kind. I, I really believe the United States is, as large is my calling. My grandparents, uh, and you may know this, were phenomenal you know, um, uh, resistant during the Second World War. Not only they were officers of reserve, they escaped, they entered the resistance on both sides, they really helped and linked very closely with American soldiers. So we were raised with a deep love of the US. You know, Burgundy was liberated by the Americans mm -hmm. and we had many American camps in Burgundy uh, that were very influential into the liberation of the northern part of France. Besides that, my grandmother was helped. She became an orphan at World War I, and she was helped by the American Legion financially when she was a young lady to go to school. So there was a deep link to the U.S. as far as a love, mm -hmm. an emotional love. So luckily, when you mention Napa, I think it was a calling that my grandparents and parents took my sister and I to the U.S. when we were 10 and a half. Mm. And, you know, we love the U.S. already through TV and through national news. But I fell in love with the United States very early on. And I knew 
that would be the country I would love to be. For the people, not just the landscape, but really what the U.S. represents, American way of life, American lifestyle, the audacity of the people, the less judgmental society, and the willingness to make a difference in the world. So, you know, Napa, when you're born in Burgundy, and Sonoma are the obvious to express yourself in addition to where you form, you form from and where you're born. So when I came to Sonoma, I was 10 and a half. We visited Buena Vista, mm -hmm. and I fell in love. I said, this building, those wines that I tasted with my grandparents and parents are amazing. And I didn't come. I was already making wine at 10 and a half. I knew wine. I tasted wine. I had made wine for, for many, many years already. And of course. I, of course, yeah. because you're born in the kitchen. and right. my one that's 10 and a half in Burgundy would do, right? <laughs> and most of my friends that yeah. you would meet, many are here, same story. Mm -hmm. You know, you did not dilute wine with water. You drank and tasted a little bit of wine and understood it and moved on. You could move from chocolate milk to tea to coffee to wine. For me, it was really from chocolate milk to wine. <laughs> I did not do much tea or, yeah. or anything else. But, you know, thank you for saying that as far as Napa. I think for me was a given that I was going to be in the U.S. This is my country of choice. Mm -hmm. You know, I did not hear, come here for economic reasons like a lot of people. I come here because I love it. Mm. I express my, myself in the way... Uh, in the way I find is the best representation of who I am. So it's wine, it's jewelry, it's experiences, it's fragrance, it's the different places we have. But I did not come here because it was a country of possibilities. I came here because I love it. Nice. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to come, not just with an economic vision or mission, but because it's the place you feel comfortable. And you're quite an entrepreneur because you mentioned the jewelry and the clothing and and the food and you've and you've done a lot. You're you're really spreading those tentacles and your wings throughout Napa and doing some really cool things there besides making wine. Well, thank you. Well, I love as well as all our fabulous team to create. Mm. I think it's important in life to, as you both do, through this uh, wonderful idea, you know, grape minds and many other things you do. It's important to be audacious and to let your creativity flow within you mm -hmm. and to express it. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, fragrance is the obvious, you know, when you make wine. Well, fortunately, the, the creativity that you're expressing is being well-received. Thank you. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, right. it's good creativity. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're very excited because uh, it's true, our jewelry is really selling. And our fragrance now is entering... As of next week, in fact, the whole Neiman Marcus network and Bergdorf nice. Goodman and 4510 and, and, and many other great specialty um, perfume shops mm -hmm. in France and in the U.S. So we're very excited about this because, you know, when you make wine, it's great to express yourself in other ways. Mm -hmm. Wine is what I was born. It's kind of the obvious. Mm -hmm. It's a given in a way that my sister and I with express ourselves in a way in wine but i think there's many other things to do in life and i believe as you both do is you follow your callings you're very good at what you do and fortunately what you do is what you love right so it's the same with me in a sense my love is really people so i love to be with people and to somehow give people an opportunity to feel my love of the lifestyle that i have so whatever I do is to actually share it 
with others. And that's my most uh, fun time. We're opening, as an example, a JCB New Experience next week. Mm -hmm. It's going to be called Salon Privé. It's a wine bar. Where? And lounge in Yonville. Mm -hmm. Behind the JCB lounge that you know today and mm -hmm. the gourmet shop. It's going to be very cool. So all of us as a team have created the bar area, the lounge area, how people are going to enjoy the, the wine, how they, they're going to enjoy caviar and terrine and not foie gras anymore because we cannot serve it, but everything else. Right. And it's fun because we, we're here to transport people. And this is why we just came out with a new book named The Alchemy of the Senses. That book really represents as a coffee table book all your senses. Uh, so the book is about touching, is about smelling, is about feeling, is about, you know, engaging your mind into another dimension and getting to know yourself better through your own senses. And we talked about the pendulum. In the book comes a pendulum, and that pendulum guides you throughout each of the acts of the book as well. So... It is a full sensory experience at the store, though. Right. In yes. Yonville. I mean, you go in visually, you're hit. You, you smell things, you hear things, you hear the bustle a little bit, and then you get to taste everything, of course. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's quite an experience. Well, and, and JCB as a winery, as a vineyard, as a, as a style, a stylist, is as well meant to introduce yourself to great savoir-faire and artisans around the world. So, on one side, you have the gourmet. Mm -hmm with 200 cheeses, with uh, over 60 different charcuterie, mm. Was this to bring something in that you might have missed from being sure. in France? Because exactly. there's not a lot of that around. Right. doesn't exist in the country. Yeah. For that matter, atelier is probably the most complete experience from Merced to charcuterie to cheeses, 240 cheeses at all time mm -hmm. offered, from the U.S. to Portugal to Germany to Belgium to France to Italy. But then next to it, and you kindly say that when you taste the wines, we brought to Napa Valley as well, Baccarat, founded in mm. 1764, Lalique, founded in 1898, uh, Saint-Louis, founded in, in the late 17th century, Bernardo, the founder of Limoges, Christophe, the finest silverware. So we brought as well all, and Italian brands as well, not just French, with history. Because we thought it was important as well to introduce in Napa and Sonoma, the true history of the finest thing in the world. Mm. And I really believe this is why we design our own glasses with Baccarat that we just released, is because we thought it was important to have in your hand the perfect glass. Mm. So it took us seven years to design, and we finally teamed up with Baccarat to do a world release. So we were just in Russia, in China, in Japan, in England, in France, to release that glass. And it's exciting because this is our mission to design very unique things as well with those amazing family companies that have done great things throughout history. This is kind of a theme that um, we can pick up also from when we talked to the Arahos earlier. Um, the, you're bringing in history, some yes. you know, well-founded, old-school things, and the whole cultivation of that. But that is still burgeoning right now in the Napa Valley. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's younger. I mean, their their cultural history is still a bit younger, but it's still kind of being shaped. And I feel like there's a consciousness 
in that area of how they're going to create this history and shape the history. Is it going to be a bunch of small wineries gobbled up by big conglomerations, or is it going to be family passed yes. on generations? So it seems like people are like stepping back and looking at how things are going to evolve over the next... Becoming more aware. Of, yeah. Of, yeah. And that's, that's what is very exciting. Instead yeah. of looking at it as just a business. Right. You know, like that's more right. Of a, it's a lifestyle. I mean, I need to tell you, if I really in life wanted to make money and pri fly here privately, which I certainly cannot afford, I would have gone into another business and I would have done something else. But I realized, you know, that my calling was wine and what comes from wine and that it's a lifestyle more than anything else. And you say it perfectly. I really believe wine is, is part of your DNA, is part of your blood. For me, Chardonnay is here, Pinot Noir is there, <laughs> and Cabernet is in the middle. Yeah. And, you know, you go into wine, and I will pass wine to my daughters, I hope, but they won't have really much of a choice. They're going to have to make wine. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's exactly what you just said, and I think it's important. When you look at the fabric of Burgundy, we don't have those large corporations. We don't have those publicly traded companies. Mm -hmm. It's really a family business that is passed on. You have... 8 acres, 10 acres, 20 acres, your great-grandparents have it, then it's your parents, then it's you. And if, if the French law allows, it's going to continue that way to be passed on from one generation to the next. And, mm -hmm. and I think it's beautiful. And I think that continuity creates what we call terroir. Terroir is not just about the soil, the plant, and the weather. It's as well the people. Mm that farm it. And the traditions. Mm -hmm. And the traditions. So The traditions of production, too, and uh, viticulture. Exactly. You know, exactly. Right. How you treat your dirt. How mm -hmm. do you, yeah. Well, for us, you know, my grandmother instilled the idea of organic. My sister and I have believed in it. All our vineyards are organic mm -hmm. and biodynamically certified. You go to Raymond Vineyards in the heart of Napa, 260 acres How organically. How long did it take to get that certified? Four because years. We went very fast because we knew, honestly, what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Same with Deloach. Mm -hmm. was very quick. Deloach and Raymond are the two, honestly, most powerful viticultural mecca or Vatican for organic and dynamic farming. CCOF certified, Demeter certified. We're doing something very cool for Earth Day this year where we're going to eat only plants. And everything will be derived from plants, mm -hmm. even your burger. Nice. Because we really want to defend as well Mother Nature and really make a statement saying, you know, what is important is our soil, is the environment, and we're going to showcase it. So at Raymond, in the heart of Napa, we've created the Theater of Nature that you could tour, and I think you should come next and do a show there. So we really showcase to America there for the 100,000 plus visitors we have what is organic, what is biodynamic in the heart of Napa Valley. And I believe, to your point earlier, we belong to Green Napa Valley, of course, but we are the leader of solar panel, we're the leader of alternative energy, we're the leader of recycling, mm -hmm. we're the leader in organic and biodynamic. And I think it's essential to send a message, besides making great wines, which is a given, mm -hmm. making a great wine in a certain way. And making a great wine following a sets of values and practices that are very ethical to Mother Nature. And, you know, we create our own compost, we create our own preps from 500 to 501 to all the different cycles of the lunar calendar, and we follow it. And consequently, Stephanie Putnam, who is our director of winemaking, 
Sophie Drucker, a director of wine growing, two women run an amazing operation in Napa and make fabulous wine, vibrational wine, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they're organic and biodynamically certified. One more question. Um, it's about the packaging, because you're doing some yes. interesting packaging with, uh, with plastics and, uh, and aluminums. And well, we stopped the plastic okay. because we realized PET was actually not as appropriate. We wanted to. And we did a brand named Yellow Jersey at the time, which was mm -hmm. really, right. obviously, for cyclists and the athletes. And it was a lot of fun. What we still do is the Tetra Pak and the aluminum bottles. Okay. It's cool that you're not afraid to try. We, we should not be, you know? because when you look at carbon footprint, we got to be reasonable. And right. if we farm the way we farm, if we make wine the way we do, if we invest in alternative energy the way we have, if we have, you know, charging stations at the wineries and really on to the green, phenomenal green philosophy, we got to go further. And packaging is certainly one. I mean, we recycle the capsules, we recycle the corks that we give back to the cork makers. I mean, we have a big program. We are about to launch a very cool concept, even as a water in aluminum with Yorkville Grocery. You'll see it very soon in a few months. It's a beautiful aluminum refillable bottle so we're going to encourage people to go back mm -hmm. to the source and think about you know shall i dispose of it or shall i reuse it so we believe in reduce reuse and or recycle mm -hmm. and i think this is very important today alternative packaging the farm the winery and the quality of the wine to really follow this whole philosophy and deloge vineyards i need to tell you when you come next in sonoma is the leader in that and we converted over 50 growers in the heart of the Russian River and in Green Valley and in the Petaluma Gap and everywhere else to convert to organganic and biodynamic. That's big. Yeah, because you don't want to be organic and have your neighbor have every time it rains all your spray chemicals and, yes. running over. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Very important factor. Mm -hmm. so, so all what we do from jewelry to fragrance to wine is really that one philosophy. On one side, we tantalize the senses and we really paramount you and your feeling and your emotion. And on the other, we really partner with Mother Nature very deeply. And we invest a lot into it. And when you come and see it, it's colossal investment to make sure that Mother Nature is at the epicenter. We respect her, we protect her, and we are her best friend. Thanks again to the outrageous John Charles Boisset, who you will likely hear more from on Great Minds in the Future. Great Minds is produced at WGCU Studios on FGCU campus in Fort Myers, Florida. Our producers for online media are Anna Bejarano and Tara Calligan. Technical production is by Mike Canary. Great Minds theme music for Zante is by Colin Mannon. To get in touch, check greatminds.org or call the Great Line and ask a wine question that we can address on a future show. The number is 707 Thanks for listening. <laughs>